0: Okay, before I begin, uh, again, I, let me just uh, say that this year should be <clears throat> a blessing and a merit for the health and success of the families of Regina Basi Yosef Ruvain and Yeshaya Ben Yisrael, Wolf, uh, Ben Wolf, Wolf, Ben Tzvi Hersh, and uh, Baruch Ben Ben Yom Wolf. They should uh, all have tremendous blessings. You know, when we take a look around us, what is going on, it's, it's, it's astounding. You know, people are walking around confused, uh, and not only confused, but in many ways mortified. The, uh, the amount of evil in the world is beyond belief, especially when you take a look at America, what is happening in America. Uh, And then you look at the fact that uh, there's a tremendous amount of evil being generated in the world. You have a new axis of evil. You have uh, China and Russia. You have Iran. You have North Korea uh, and so on. You know, you just have uh, uh, even Saudi Arabia apparently has joined Iran. Uh, So you have that. You have the tremendous amount of turmoil and upheaval in Israel, the war, as we will speak about, the war between, you know, the the Supreme Court and the Knesset, the concept of judicial reform. I mean, we take a look around this and we ask ourselves, what in the world is going on? So I thought that if, as the, uh, <clears throat> you know, the uh, reintroduction of the shurim that I would talk about <clears throat> the logic or the rationale of what's happening and why, based on, of course, the divine agenda. You know, this isn't a news report. <clears throat> what it is is really an understanding of how all of this really fits into the upcoming messianic era. That's really what it's all about. But the question is, how does all this fit? So, therefore, I thought I would devote, uh, you know, certainly this particular year, uh, to these ideas. So, if everybody's ready, then I will begin to uh, talk about these ideas. Now, what's important to know, um, you know, obviously some of the ideas I will say, uh, I have said in the past, But in order to bring up, you know, new ideas and uh, the new context and so on, it's important to give a full display, sort of, of everything. Now, like I said, it's very confusing in terms of what is going on, but when you take a look at everything, what's happening in America and the entire world, especially what's happening in, in Israel... There's a tremendous amount of, like I said, turmoil, upheaval, and so on, and chaos. So the question is, how do we understand all this? Well, the main idea, the main theme of all of this, is that we are rapidly approaching the Messianic era. And therefore, that gives rise to a certain amount of what's called spiritual necessities and the spiritual necessities in order for them to occur they generate historical events which in a certain sense will bring to fruition the uh, the spiritual necessities and that's really the way to understand all this we are rapidly approaching the end of time Uh, because the world has reached a certain level of Tumor, tremendous amount of contamination and evil, which I call the Memteshai Tumor, the 49 levels of evil. I shouldn't say evil, really the 49 levels uh, of uh, immorality and uh, Tumor, contamination, pollution, and so on. And as a result of that, we are rapidly heading toward the end of time. To bring the Mashiach. So what that does, that necessitates certain things, specifically uh, things that have to happen to the Jewish people, and also things that happen to happen have to happen to the world, especially Edom. Now the last uh, kingdom—that's what the way the Torah describes it. That we are, that the Jewish people are subjugated to, is Edom, Esav. That is the last kingdom, empire, that the Jews will be subj- subjected to, in terms of persecution, and therefore, obviously, God has to deal with that, and that's a major uh, task of bringing the Mashiach. What happens to Edom? Now there are several things that we can identify in terms of the theme, and each one of these things will have its own historical event, its own happenings. So the first thing which we know, because I had mentioned it, and most people are now aware of it, but certainly were not, is that Edom will not be destroyed. Edom has to do tshuva. And I mentioned, uh, you know, certainly a long time ago, why? Because ultimately speaking, even though Esau of the Torah became a Russia, however, the prophecy is Rav Yavoy Tzoyer, is that the older will serve the younger. And we know what that means. That means the concept of Tikkun, that the younger, who is Yaakov Avinu and his descendants, do the Tikkun process, which we know what it is, it is to bring God back into ilm hazeh, where everybody will now see that there's a thing called a spiritual reality and that God is the supreme being, that he's really the only being. You see, and then ultimately the world will you know, transform into ilm habo, the future world. And that's the job of Yaakov. And it is the job of Esau to, of course, assist them. Now we know, because Asav, as I mentioned many times, Asav himself is an of, or was an of, a patriarch. And of course he had, he's given that up, uh, became a Russia. So Asav does his job by allowing Yaakov to be punished or suffer as a result of the sins of Yaakov and his descendants. So that becomes the job of Asav uh, or, or Edoim. So in that sense, he's still involved in the Tikkun process. Never ended. So, but eventually, Asav's job will stop, the job of persecuting the Jews. And Asav will then, or Edoim, will then assist the Jews to do the Tikkun. So the ultimate prophecy of the Torah must happen. So Rav must happen in terms of Asaph, you know, being part of the Tikkun process. That means that Asaph does tshuva. You see. But in order for Asaph to do tshuva, so that's the first theme of what is going on today. Uh, and of course we witness that, which we, I'll talk about. The second theme is that, wait a minute, what about Asaph all the evil that he has done to the jewish people now the evil that esav has done to the jewish people basically is of two kinds the first kind is where esav or Edom, has persecuted the jews punished the jews you see and killed them slaughtered them butchered them and so on over the thousands of years that esav has been in control and we know what who Asav was. Asav basically was Rome, right? That was Asav in his form as an empire. And then, of course, we know also, which I've said many times, is that Rome became Christianity. So Christianity is really Edom or Asav, right? And not only has Rome punished persecuted the Jews, but same thing with Christianity. We know that, and so on. So they have to be punished. That's the second theme that has to happen, right? <clears throat> but like I said, there are two levels of punishment. One is that they have to be punished for the enormous amount of the enormous amount of harm that they've done to the Jewish people. So that's the first uh, type of evil that they have done that ha- they have to be punished. And the second is that they have created an environment that, uh, that uh, enables or encourages Jews to sin. <clears throat> I have mentioned before many times that we do not realize the justice of God, to what extent it goes. We think, well, if you do evil, well, of course, then God will execute ju- justice. Or judgment against you, right? And punish you. But it's much greater than that. Any evil that can be attributed to you, in other words, that you've contributed to, no matter how remote it is, and no matter how far away you are a cause, there will be retribution. That's how far justice goes. People don't realize that. You know, I used uh, an, an example, you know, the border of the United States where Biden is allowing all these illegal people to come in and so on. But what's really terrible is all the fentanyl coming in where 300 people die every day. Now, Biden probably thinks, well, you know, he's not killing the people. He's not bringing in fentanyl, but he's not doesn't understand that people who are dying, American citizens, who are dying every day, I mentioned 300, right, that Biden will be considered a murderer. He doesn't understand that because he is, uh, you know, contributing to the evil or to the murder, the death of American citizens. And he is responsible for that because he's the president. That's how far justice will go that he will be severely punished. He has no concept of what's going to happen to him. And all the people who have done tremendous evil, you know, in the, when COVID was around, people have denied people medication, people don't understand the extent of justice. Like I said, if you have contributed, no, it doesn't make a difference how remote the contribution is, you will be punished. So therefore, Esau has contributed to the civilization of Esau, which is Western civilization. They have contributed to allow Jews to sin or to encourage Jews to, to to sin by the enormous, decadent type of civilization that they have created. And therefore, only God knows the exact amount that they have caused or contributed to. So therefore... God has to punish Esau for that also. He's going to punish Esau for the sins of the Jews that were committed because of the civilization that Esau set up to encourage people, right? To make it easy for people to sin. Uh, in any case, so that's a second theme. Edom has to be punished. The third theme is that justice demands... That evil have its last fling. other it's because evil says, "Why should I be restricted and held back?" So God says, "You're right." In other words, because the world deserves the full thrust of evil, because they're the ones who are creating it. So, therefore, evil, like I said, has its last fling, and we are watching, right, the dominion, the tremendous amount of success and strength and proliferation of evil. So that's a third theme. And this, of course, happens at the end of time. And then, of course, we have to watch the beginning of the overthrow of Aesov. You know, because eventually, of course, they have to be overthrown before the Messianic era. There you are. So you have at least four themes or spiritual happenings before the Mashiach comes. And we are watching a combination of all these historical events going on now, right, that promote these different themes. Now, I have already spoken about, right, that Asav does tshuva extensively, so I'm not going to go into that, but Esav does tshuva, and I mentioned how Esau does tshuva in the form of Trump. I mentioned that Trump appears to be a messianic figure. But he's a messianic figure in terms of Esau doing tshuva, which we know. And this has come to be. That he, even though he has faults, we all know that, obviously, you know. But by and large, he has, he's a person that has morals, by and large. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, uh, publicly. He's not, uh, you know, he's not, uh, uh, I'm not in any way saying that Trump is a tzaddik. Of course not. But by and large, when you compare him to the uh, rest of the American government and so on, there's not even a comparison. So uh, Trump himself is a messianic figure that's ace of, Doing tshuva, especially in the area of assisting the Jewish people with the Abraham Accords, you know, in terms of um, uh, Israel being independent, Jerusalem being the capital, the Golan being part of Israel. I mean, he has done enormous amount of good things for the Jewish people, for for uh, uh, for the uh, Israel and so on, you know. Uh, he has dealt with the Arabs, confronted the UN, and so on. So, Trump is the major historical event in terms of as of doing chuva, You see, and together with him, it's not just him. I mean, he's the main person. But you have all those people that voted for him. You know that, in a certain sense, are, are moral all the magas as they call them. You know that he they're, they're part of that. Movement to do good and to uh, and not be uh, you know amoral or anti-moral and so on. So that event of the rise of Trump, which really you know people are stunned at his rise because it was miraculous and so on. That is because of the spiritual necessity of of in the end doing tshuva and being part of the tikkun process. That's a very important idea. Now, we also obviously see the rise of what's called the evil of ASOV and the evil that they are doing. We know who they are. Uh, That's the government. That is the White House. That is the Democrats, the liberals, the progressive. They are destroying America. This is their last fling. And they are destroying not just America, But America is the beacon to the entire world. And they're destroying the world. America is destroying the world, which is astounding. You see. And the way they're destroying everybody, we see, of course, is the allowance of the LGBTQ plus movement to flourish, to proliferate. You see. And to be incredibly successful with that movement is not only the homosexuality and so on, is not only, uh, you know, uh, present, but it is preferred, you see, and it's in the form of being woke and, and so on. It's, uh, you know, uh, 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 incredible madness has seized America, you see, and therefore, because they have promoted this and the concept of, uh, like I say, wokeism, and uh, CRT's, you know, the uh, uh, idea, the concept of racism, and so on, which they have enormously falsified and so on. Um, they, with all of that, are destroying America. So that is the evil and uh, that of, of America. America is a beacon to the entire world. So, this is spreading this concept of wokeism, concept of LGBTQ, the concept of transgender. All of this is unbelievably uh, decadent and, uh, you know, destroying the the morality of the world and so on. So, that's their last fling and they're doing it. So, that's the second idea uh, of the events happening uh, because of the, spir- the spiritual uh, necessity that they are allowed to exercise the last of their evil before they go out. You see, <clears throat> um, that's the second idea. Now then we have a third idea where Eder has to be punished. Now we go back, we, 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 go, we go back and we take a look at a medrash. Because that's where really, the, I believe, the secret of what is happening in terms of that theme, that Esav has to be punished. Now, who has to be punished? Edayim. Now, there's a medrash, it's, it's a, uh, both a Yalkut Shem'oini, uh, in Yeshaya Samach Kimo, Perek which is 63, and it's also in a Yalkut Reuveni, and Chalik Bey's at the end. Here's what it says, which is remarkable, very important. Okay. And this, I believe, will explain the enormous, irrational, persistent, continuous persecution of Donald Trump, which makes no sense. You know, because the question is, this has never happened before. You know, you may disagree with a president, you disagree with his policies, you know, and you oppose it in whatever political fashion and so on. But what is happening to Donald Trump is beyond belief. We've never seen that before, you know. The constant, first of all, the persecutions are constant, they don't stop, you see. Not only that, they are uh, irrational you see, because Trump has done great things for America, so why are they persecuting him? Even if you disagree with his policies, or if you don't like his character, you know, his tweets and so on, but he has done a great job for America, economically, in terms of foreign affairs, uh, and so on. I mean, everybody was in fear of him And therefore, nobody, I mean, the the Russian war with Ukraine would never have happened. Afghanistan would the ridiculous, you know, uh, leaving uh, of of Afghanistan would never have happened. China certainly would not invade Taiwan. I mean, a great deal. And not only that, there would be no southern border that is flooding America. There would be no fentanyl. It's incredible. So what he's done is did a tremendous amount of good. So even if you don't like the guy's character, but his competence is superb. So why are the uh, the uh, uh, vast people of America why do they hate this man so much? And it is persistent. You know they call it Trump derangement syndrome. Why? What kind of a toiv is that to a person? that has helped so many Americans thrive and flourish, even if you don't like a guy's character. Uh, so how do you, what kind of gratitude is that to a person? Besides, nobody's ever seen that happen to a president. I mean, this is, it has never happened in, in, in American history. This persistent and obsessive desire to destroy him, that's really what it is. And like i say it's irrational because he has done a great deal of good for you know for, uh, for for america so this makes no sense so it's irrational it's obsessive persistent right and it never stops and it, and it's in the extreme i mean witness just the last couple of weeks that they have indicted him on on some type of, not it's not even a felony. It's a misdemeanor that nobody ever gets indicted. And besides, the indictment doesn't even list what the crime is. Yet they have not hesitated to try to destroy him uh, with, with some kind of misdemeanor. I mean, it's just incredible to watch, uh, you know, what, what the, the uh, DA of the Attorney General of New York has done. But it's not him, only it's the entire left, the entire Democratic Party. Uh, so how do we understand something which has never happened in American history? And he's the president of the, he, he was the former president of the United States. So where's the honor to the office itself? So we can, I, I believe we can understand it based on this medrash. Uh, there's a posik in, in Parshish Nitzavim, the Haftarah brings down a certain Haftarah that talks about God destroying Edom, which is, uh, you know, Yeshaya Hanovi sees God in a prophetic vision coming from Edom, you see. And God's garments, so to speak, are all red, blooded, all filled with blood. And of course, Yishai wants to know, know, that means God is now about to execute, or he has executed, tremendous amount of justice. And that's the symbolism of the garments being red. So he asks God, like, why are you coming? So God says, I'm not coming for the Jewish people. I am coming from Edom. Right? And I've just stepped on them. Like somebody steps on grapes to squash them, and to eject the juice of the grapes. So that's what I did. I just stepped all over Edom to destroy them. And their blood has spurted out of their bodies and come onto my garments. Could you imagine uh, this is what God is going to do to Edom in the end of time? The punishment that Edom will receive, you see. And this is the Afturah of Parshani which, by the way, was the week of 9 11, which is fascinating that that's what he did to Edom in the week that 9 11, that the Twin Towers collapsed. In any case, uh, so there is a Yalkut Shemini, which is a Medrash, and it's also in a Yaakut Rihuveni, which is also a Medrash, that says the following. It says Hashem naitel kol averis shal Yisrael that God took all the sins of the Jews, right, which was caused right by asaph by the climate created by asaph Then it says the noisnam, uh, and He places the, and He places all these sins or the cause of all these sins. Right? Al Esav Harusha On Esav Harusha. In other words, God is now about to punish Esav. Not only for the slaughter of the Jews, but for for the fact that Esav has created a civilization of enormous depravity and decadence that has caused Jews to be enticed to sin. That's how far the justice of God goes. Anyway, this is what God is doing. This is what the Medrash says. Oma Esav, so Esav says to God, where do I get the strength to be able to bear this suffering? Esav is admitting, yes, uh, you know, I deserve this, I'm not arguing about that, but I don't have the strength to bear this type of punishment, because it's beyond belief. What you're about to do to me, this is what asaph says to God. So it says in the Medish, Be is sure at that moment when asaph makes that remark, right? Because that is really a remark, in a certain sense, of tshuva, of Kharata. It's like Cain, when God said, where is your brother? And he said, am I my brother's keeper? So God then said, what have you done? You have killed Hevel, Right? And therefore, I will punish you and so on. And Cain says, you know, God, la min that my sin is greater than I can bear. Now, it's, it's true. But you're about to punish me in a way that I cannot even bear the punishment. Who can bear it? Who's got the strength for this? So therefore, God diminished. He mitigated the suffering because Cain, that was a statement of Tshuva. It's really what it is. He admitted he did the sin and he said, look, I, I, I deserve the punishment, but, but I, I can't bear this. So it's, it's really a request for some type of mercy. The amazing thing is Esav is doing the same thing. When he says to God, I can't bear the iniquity, the punishment that you're about to give me. You see, <clears throat> so what does God do? Because Esav, in a certain sense, is doing tshuva. Right? So then it says, be'esha sure Right, what God does is all the sins which he's about to visit on uh, Esau so instead of doing it on his body the punishment he's going to do it on his clothing you see and then it says they become red in other words God diminished or mitigated the suffering that he was going to give to Esau. And instead did it to his clothing. Whatever that means. And not to his physical body. You know and so on. Uh, and that was a, a, a softening. A mitigation of the punishment. To Esau. You see. So then it says in the Medrash. And he continued. God continued. To do this. Until. In other words God continued to visit punishment on Esau, on his clothing until the clothing became white as snow, which means God effected an a, uh, atonement for Esau. This is what the Medrash says, which is amazing when you think about that, you know. And uh, in other words, so Asesof, in a certain sense, was forgiven. He went through the punishment, God mitigated his punishment, he went through it, right? And he suffered, the extent of his suffering was so great that all his sins were forgiven, you see. And that, that's where we see, you see, that in the end Asa that's one of the places where we see that Esau does tshuva, so what God did is he brought Esau back into the circle of those people who, brought, who bring Tikon. And by the way, that is, that is uh, justified. First of all, uh, we see, we know there's a, med, uh, there, there's a Gemara actually in Saita where Esau tried to block Yaakov's being buried in the Mara because he said, wait a minute, what are you doing? You can't be buried, the Ma'ar HaMachpela. You know, I received that also as an inheritance. Right? The uh, Ma'ar HaMachpela. And you gave away your spot, right, to Leah. Right? So you're taking my spot. In any case, he, he delayed or blocked. So they said to him, what do you mean? You sold it. When you sold the firstborn, you sold all the rights that you had as a firstborn right? And that is part of it is the Moorah Hamach right? Which is in Hebron. So, Asaph uh, said, well, where's the document? So, the document was in Egypt. So, they sent us uh, Naftali, who was uh, very skilled in, in running and so on. Anyway, send them back to get the document from Egypt. You see. Meanwhile, Hushem the son of Dun, right? He was apparently couldn't hear, right? And so on. Uh, and uh, what happened was is that he saw, well, what's going on here? You see? All he saw that Asa was preventing Yaakov from being buried, right? And that's a tremendous bizzoy embarrassment to the body of Yaakov Avinu. So what he did is he, I think he took his sword and he Chopped off the head of Esav, killed him, and it says that the head of Esav rolled into the kever at the foot uh, of of of, and it's at the foot of Yaakov Avino, you see. So the question, of course, is what is Esav's head doing in the um, Moras Machpelah among these Sadikim, right? Because we know we have the four couples you know, uh, who are buried there, you have Odom uh, and Chava, you have Avram and Sarah, you have Yitzchok and Rivka, and you have Yaakov and Meir. So what is the head of Esau doing in the Moraz HaMach And the idea is that it's amazing that God caused this to happen, so the body of Esau is not is in the field, not in the Moraz but the head which is the mind, you know, which is the uh, part that did tshuva, that is allowed to be, you know, in the Moro Sanach And that shows you that Esau did tshuva. If he hadn't done tshuva, that would never have happened. In any case, then the second idea is that the chazir, the pig, which is treif, we know that, will be kosher, Chazal tells us, at the end of time. And the chazir, which is the pig, which we cannot eat, right, is treif, right? That represents Esav. And that will be kosher. Why? Because Esav will be kosher. So therefore that pig will also be kosher. And then there's another medrash that said that Esav somehow weaseled his way into Gan Eden. He was actually at a higher level. So God said, what are you doing here at this level? So God evicted him from that level in Gan Eden. And of course the question is what in the world is Esau doing in Gan Eden? And again, it's because of the tshuva that he did. So we see that in the end of time God mitigates and turns the sins of Esau white. Which means he offers him a complete kapora. Complete atonement. You see. So therefore the punishment is a critical necessity for asaph to resume, you know, some aspect of what he was. This is what we see, and in, in in many ways, how do we see this? So I believe what this means, I believe, is as follows. And when it says that God says, "I will now, you know, bring this punishment on your clothing," what God is saying is that. <clears throat> You will be punished. In what way? And let's take a look at what's happening. We know what's happening to Trump, which is beyond belief. I believe Trump, as a messianic figure, who represents, therefore, Asov, because that's really what he represents. A president of the United States represents that's because the United States is an aspect of Asov. So, therefore, Trump bears... The iniquity of Asaph. And what God therefore has said is that you must bear, you represent Asaph as president or former president, you must bear the iniquity of Asaph. You see, so what I will do is allow Asaph himself to persecute you continuously. And in many ways, that's what's happening. The ongoing persecution right, uh, of Trump does not stop. <clears throat> and when God, says, when God says that I will mitigate it by not doing it to your body, what he means is that you won't be found guilty in the sense of being thrown into prison, denied your freedom. Instead, they will persecute you based on your activities. But you will not be found guilty where you have to go to prison. But your activities... Right, They will litigate your activities continuously. And that punishment, and that's an enormous amount of punishment, you know to have to go through that, uh, it's just astounding how Trump was able to survive that. He should have had five heart attacks by now. But in any case, uh, that he's able to suffer this, and all of these persecutions are on the activities of Trump. You know, with the documents, the We're familiar with the the charges being brought against them, you know, and so on, and the indictment, the uh, the financials and so on, you know, uh, the Russian uh, collusion, all of this is on the activities of Trump. I believe that Trump represents Aesop as the president of the United States, and he is being persecuted by Aesop. Is amazing. The evil of Asaph is persecuting, right, the good part of Asov. And Trump represents that. So, in a certain sense, I believe Trump is bearing the punishment that has to come to Asaph in order for Asaph to come back into, uh, you know, the ability to help the Jewish people do the tikkun. You see. <clears throat> now, what is amazing is that the punishment that Trump is bearing really is, in a certain sense, identical, not a total sense, but a certain sense, to the punishment of the Jewish people. One of the great punishments that God visits upon the Jews is called anti-Semitism. What is anti-Semitism? It is an, an abiding hatred of Jews, and it's irrational. Because the Jews have given so much to the world. Why do you hate them so much? Now, I'm not going to go into the reasons for that, uh, but it's irrational. It doesn't make any sense. You know, the Jews are so small in number, you know, even if they are in many ways, uh, you know, uh, part, of, part of the governing position of countries and so on, but they have done such good for the people of the world whether it be in medicine, whether it be in science and whatever, they have contributed so much to the world. What are you doing with these people? Anti-Semitism is not rational. It never stops. And it just comes out of nowhere. You see, in any case, this is what's happening to the Jews. So God says that your punishment will be, in many ways, very similar to the anti-Semitism of the Jews. But who is going to punish you? You know, So the Goyim do this to the Jews, but who is going to do it to Esau, anti-Semitism? In other words, you have to experience what the Jews have experienced, right, over the thousands of years. But who's giving them, so I call it anti-Edomism, not anti-Semitism, it's not against Jews, it's against Edom himself. And that is the form of punishment that God is doing to Trump. And that is what's happening. So it is the evil of Aesov that is persecuting Trump himself. And that is an identical idea to anti-Semitism, which is amazing when you think about it, you see. <clears throat> uh, and, uh, and uh, So what I'm trying to do is explain <clears throat> the illogic and the irrationality of what is happening and the historical... You know, never happened before, uh, what's happening to, uh, to Donald Trump and so on, you know. So he is actually experiencing the phenomenon called anti-Semitism. But it's coming from Goyim. So instead of being visited on Jews, they are doing it to him. And it's not only him who represents Esau, but it's also to the 75 million people that voted for Trump. You see, so this irrational hatred, which is now on the MAGA, you know, those people who are for Trump and voted for him, the hatred of the progressives is also being applied to the MAGA Trumps and so on, you see. Uh, So America really is at civil war with each other. America is a tremendously divided country, you know, and in a certain sense all you need is one event to spark a military civil war right america is very close to replicating the civil war that happened in 1862 or 3 or whatever you see that's how divided america is on the values itself they were divided on the value of slavery to such an extent where there was a civil war. But America, the values of the progressives versus the value of those people who are great is incredible, and so on. Uh, So therefore, uh, America is at this. So one part of America is persecuting the other part of America, you see. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, you take a look at what's happening to the cities of America, the crime, right? The southern border, the fentanyl, killing people, right? Then you have the inflation, you see. Then you have uh, uh, America, in many ways, is at war with itself. One part of America is persecuting the other part of America. Does America understand this, that they are really a civil war? But in any case, that is part of the punishment of the good part of Asov, which is represented by Trump and his people who voted for him, all the maggots. You see, so that theme, that Asov has to be punished with an identical uh, type of persecution that the Jews went through explains the concept of, in the end of time, Edom the good part of Edoim has to be punished. And they are being being punished by America itself, which is in many ways a phenomenon which is identical to anti Semitism. And you think about that, it's really amazing. Uh, and that's why they can't nail Trump at all. So all the litigation of Trump is against his activities. But they can't find him guilty, so they cannot find him Uh, guilty where all of a sudden he has to go to prison or whatever. That is the uh, diminishment of what God said, I will do it to your clothing. In any case. And then you have the concept that Edom has to be overthrown. Right? And we are watching that uh, the progressives, the Democratic Party, is losing. They are slowly being overthrown. There's a tremendous amount of scandals that is being, you know, exposed about Biden, Joe Biden himself, Hunter Biden, his son. They just found out that even the letter, you know, that Biden, uh, uh, President Biden, used, said about that the letter, that he said was signed by 51 members of the intelligence community, that said that the hard drive of Hunter Biden was really Russian disinformation. They now found out that that letter is a fraud, is fake, and that the one who requested that letter from a member of the CIA is uh, Blinken, Anthony Blinken, which is incredible. And this is a, this letter is a fraud. So when that scandal comes out, that's going to be enormous damage to Joe Biden. So we see that the Russian is slowly taking apart. The, uh, the wokeism and so on uh, and uh, of the democratic party and so on so therefore Adam is being overthrown so this sort of explains to a certain extent what is happening in America based on these four themes now there's something else happening which is very, very important what is that? and that comes from uh, the concept from the Chet ego. When the Jews sinned, so Moshe Rabbeinu came down the mountain and he said, He said to them, Who is to God? Come to me. You see. <clears throat> now, what does Moshe Rabbeinu mean? I mean, God knows who sinned. So, what is Moshe Rabbeinu really doing? You see, God doesn't need Moshe Rabbeinu to separate the people who sinned at the golden calf and the people who who did not worship, or so you know, worship the golden calf? God knows that He doesn't need Moshe Rabbeinu to to do the separation, you know, of these people. But what Moshe did is what's called a very important idea, which God does. It's called birur. Many times when God wants to, you know, initiate some tremendous period of good, He He allows the Jews to do tshuva. So he will actually offer them and say, okay, you know, who wants to do tshuva before I initiate punishment and a different era? So what Moshe Rabbeinu did is he offered the Jews an opportunity to do tshuva. And that's what he said. He said, who is to God? Come to me. You see? In other words, even though you did the chet ego, even though you sinned, but if you come to God, if you are still loyal to God, right, <clears throat> then you will survive. So what he's doing is what's called a birur. He's offering Jews who sinned, right? He doesn't say, who didn't sin with the golden calf? He said, who is to God? It means Who remains loyal to God? Come to me and you will survive. So what he did is he offered them an opportunity to do tshuva before God initiates punishment, and that is called a birur. That is a very important process. Now, since we are about to witness a messianic time, arrival, God is doing a tremendous birur to the world and to the Jewish people. Not everybody is going to survive the messianic era or the, uh, the uh, incoming of the Mashiach. You know, God is subjecting... First, let me deal with the Jewish people. God is subjecting the Jewish people to a bureau. He's giving them a last chance. This is what we are seeing in Israel. There's a war going on. It is not a war between the Supreme Court and the Knesset. That's what it looks like, where they want to do judicial reform. Right? It's not even a war between the right and the left. If you think about it, what is it all about? Well, the right one, and they want to change the judicial, they want to institute judicial reform because the Supreme Court are dictators. This is not, Israel is not a democracy. A democracy is where people, right, they decide who the government is, It is the rule of the majority of people. That's what a democracy is, you see. And the one who determines the government of Israel is the Supreme Court, because they can veto any bill of the Knesset. This isn't democratic. They're not voted at all, you see. So Israel is not a democracy. It's a fraud, which is really what it is. It's an oligarchy run by a group of Supreme Court justices, whatever they are, however how many there are, whatever and so on, you know, that have the ability to rule without any voting or by the people of Israel. It is the Knesset that is the democracy, not the Supreme Court. Uh, yet the Supreme Court, since 1992, because of Aram Barak, rules Israel. And then you have the Attorney General of the government that represents the Supreme Court actually can tell the Knesset that we don't, we don't want your law. You see, they can actually negate a law of the Knesset. And, this is, and the, the, the Attorney General, of course, is appointed, right? But in any case, this is insane. So what they want to do is judicial reform and curb severely the rule of Supreme Court. Not remove it because you need a Supreme Court, but to curb the undemocratic ruling of them this is what they want to do. Now, the left has gone crazy over this. We know why. Because they have been voted out of the government and the only way they have any influence is through the Supreme Court. So in a certain sense it is a death struggle to remain in power and to remain in influence. So they are vying against the right but wait a minute but the right you know whatever the Haredim uh, this Netanyahu and so on they have won you see so how could you negate them and so on and that of course is that uh, the Israeli left is destroying democracy and the amazing thing is that they say on the right that the right is destroying democracy which of course is ludicrous. They don't even understand what democracy is. The right has the right to issue laws because they were voted in by the majority of Israel. So how could the left be doing this? And certainly not declaring the whole thing to be, you know, anti-democratic. In any case, we are witnessing a civil war. That's really what's happening in Israel. You see... But what it really is, and that, that's why, because the left does not want to give up their power, and therefore the whole thing, uh, so they, they, it's, it's really a fight to the death. The left, of course, is the of Rav. They do not want to go away. They don't want to give up any power. So they are willing to overthrow the government, and that's really what they want to do. They want to overthrow the government. <clears throat> So what we are witnessing is an incredible thing. We are witnessing the Arab's Er-Rav, Re- refusal, which is the left, refusal to leave because of an election. I mean, Israel is supposed to be a democracy, which it's not, and they don't want to leave. So in a certain sense, it's an insurrection. It's really what it is. And it carries with it the punishment of treason. You know, if you don't like what the right is doing, so you'll have an election and you'll vote them out. But you don't ignore their rules and their laws and defy them. This is what they're doing. What is it really? They are fighting for any kind of semblance of religion. There's an incredible amount of uh, uh, hatred of Haredim, religion in Israel, well, in many ways, they want to discard religion, you know. I mean, they claim because they're afraid that the, the, the right, the Haredim, will, will take over Israel and become a theocracy, which is a completely false, you see. The Haredim just want some type of freedom to do whatever they do, you see, and, and that Israel should represent Judaism. And the left doesn't want any form of Judaism, you see. <clears throat> so what you're witnessing is a war against who? It's a war against God. This is what's happening. We are witnessing a Dor the Tower of Babel, where they actually went to war against God by building a tower. The Erev Rav, that is destroying Israel because it's producing a civil war, insurrection, does not want really any vestige of Judaism in Israel you see and as as such they are destroying whatever is left of the democracy of Israel so we're witnessing a war why is God allowing this to happen? because this is a bearer God is about to bring the Mashiach and he wants to end the evil of the world, you see so he's saying, before I bring the Mashiach, who will deserve to be in the Messianic era? Well, I'm going to give all you Erev Rav guys a chance to do tshuva. You see, I'm going to make it easy for you. Where your insurrection is a clear demonstration of anti-democracy. So it's not only you want to reject, you know, the right. You don't, that you, you should not reject the right, right? Because uh, why do you want no vestige of Judaism in Israel? But it's anti-democratic. But they don't even look at that. That's how emotionally obsessed they are to remove Judaism in any way in the state of Israel. It's a beer, which is very bad. Because if the era fails, and apparently they're failing, there's a tremendous amount of demonstrations and hatred of the Haredim in Israel, they are failing the Bureau And who knows what the consequences of that are. You know, who knows if they will be Zorcha to see the Mashiach. Now, they'll get Olem That's a different story. But to live in the Messianic age, we don't know if they will be Zorcha because they are failing the bureau. Uh, it's a war against God, like the Doha flugger it's an insurrection, not only against democracy, but it's an insurrection against Judaism. You see, any, any uh, you know, symbol of Judaism. So this is really what's going on in Israel. This civil war, you know, which can easily uh, uh, erupt into a military civil war, can easily get out of hand and so on, is fundamentally a bureau that God is instituting to see Who will be around in the Messianic era and who will not be around, you see? So I'm giving you one last chance, right, to declare uh, loyalty, not only to make Israel a real democracy, which it's not, uh, but to allow Judaism to to, uh, exist and to flourish in Israel. I mean, that's the whole point of the Tikkun, and so on. <clears throat> so that's really what's happening in Israel, and that's why it's happening. This uh, kind of stuff really has never really happened before. where well, Israel is in many ways at the brink of a war. What Netanyahu did, which I will comment on, is a tremendous mistake. You know, they say, when you are king, then be a king. You can't do that. <clears throat> you know, it's funny. I remember when uh, there was a uh, a uh, strike of the air tower controllers, the air con- tower controllers, in the time of Reagan, and they all went on strike. Can you imagine all the these personnel that are on the air towers and uh, the airports. They all went on strike. So what Trump, what uh, Reagan did is he fired them all. He wasn't going to take this. You see, what, what Netanyahu has done is he has created an incredible vulnerability in, in democracy. He has severely weakened the whole concept of democracy by showing that if you insurrect, right, you can actually overthrow the government. But That's treason, right? This is what's going on. So what Netanyahu did was terrible. Netanyahu, the problem with him is that he's always trying to make peace. Which is fine, but not at the expense of loyalty and the ability of the government to survive and persist. Uh, you know, so by showing that if you rebel or defy the government, that he will back off and allow this to go on, that's terrible. What he should have done is confronted all of them. You can't do this. This is then we're not even a democracy. You see, he should have done what Reagan did. But he didn't. Big mistake uh, for which they will suffer. Because the left will never give up. Because they want the power. They want the power. And they will never give up. And the power of the left is the Supreme Court. Because they basically always rule against the uh, Haredim, against Judaism. They are, in many ways, a terrible obstruction to the rule of democracy. So the Bureau is happening in uh, Israel. and By the way, the Bureau also happened in America. You see, because the LGBTQ is destroying America. I mentioned before that that's what sealed the decree of the Mabal, of the flood, is that the world was incredibly LGBTQ in whatever form, you see. Because I mentioned then, that that's what sealed the fate of the door, the door Hamabo, the generation of the flood. So what God has said, so the, the problem is the government, the people of America could say, well, what do you want from us? Right? It's the government that is pushing LGBTQ. And God said, okay, so I'm going to give you a midterm election. You have the ability, the whole America, to throw these guys out, the left the Democratic Party. Instead, what did they do? Uh, They made the Senate into... uh, They gave the ruling uh, party, the, 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 the Democratic Party, they gave them the right to rule the Senate. What kind of a business is this? And the House should have won much more votes, but instead they only won just maybe a handful of people. Again, So America, in a certain sense, has failed the Bureau. God gave them an opportunity to overthrow the Democratic Party. Instead, what did they do? They voted in the Democratic Party in the Senate, and they severely diminished the amount of power that the House has. It's Rachmonis. God had mercy on America, and he allowed the House to become Republican so they could straighten out the terrible injustices of what's going on in America. But America has fundamentally failed the Bureau process. You see, and now Israel is being subjected to the same thing. Now, there's also something else which, which we have to remember. Israel is at the brink of war, not only civilly, but with the Arabs. Because the Arabs see the tremendous overthrow, right, of the rule of law. And they see that Israel is divided. So now is the perfect time to go to war with Israel. On all sides, Hezbollah, Hamas, and Iran, and so on. Mm. Why is this happening? Because you should know one thing. The, the worst thing that the Jews can do is hate themselves. Lush and horror creates sinas chinam. Do you know how much lush and horror is spoken because of this division? In Israel, a tremendous amount, and there's a tremendous amount of sinas chinam, basis hatred. You see, so the punishment for that is that it awakens tremendous prosecutions in heaven. Because if you people hate each other, right, then I will allow. (laughs) Who is? Then I will allow, right, the enemies of the Jews. Also, to go to war with you, measure for measure. If you guys hate each other, sinas chinam, then I will allow people who really hate you, the enemies, right, I will allow them to go to war with you. So, Israel is on the verge, in many ways, of a war with the Arabs. And that is a punishment for the incredible sinas chinam that is going on in Israel. Uh, so we are watching a tremendous amount of turmoil chaos and upheaval why? like I said because these are the things the spiritual necessities that have to take place right before the Mashiach comes and we are at the brink we are at the verge of the Messianic era and therefore all of this is happening the concept of punishment of Edom, which I mentioned uh, persecutions of Trump and the MAGA people the Bureau of what's happening to America the clarification the, the uh, uh, choice of opportunity to do tshuva, which is what the Bureau is really all about, is happening in America and also certainly in Israel, and it's all happening at the same time. What I would suggest is be very careful with shmir's haloshin, with Russian horn not speaking on because uh, that is generating tremendous Kitrugum prosecutions in heaven against the Jews, you see. And God forbid that that could lead into a total war with the Arabs because of what's happening, measure for measure, you see. So we have to be careful with sin and lashon hora to reduce the amount of Kitrugum which is prosecutions and so on. You see. Any case, um, uh, I hope I've uh, explained the enormous turmoil of what's happening in the world today, and we have to hope uh, that this year will be the year that the Mashiach will come, and all of this nightmare will end. Any questions?
1: Yes, I have a question. So where do you see DeSantis in all of this? Like, where does he play a role in it? Because he's obviously there, and he's lurking, you know, behind <clears throat> Trump. So where where do you find him? What role is he playing? Which
0: I will tell you something. Um, look, you know, everybody sees a vulnerability in Trump. Everybody. But... Um, you know, in a certain sense, it's part of the punishment of Trump that he is threatened about resuming. I, 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 look, I, I, I said before, I, I believe that once the punishment of Trump has ended, that he will resume being president. I believe that will happen. And I stated why. Because that's his purpose as a messianic figure to redeem Esau. Because Esau is destroying... America, is destroying the world. Now, in terms of... So part of that punishment is by having a threat to his presidency. Trump is the most dangerous person, when you think about it, in the world. Why? Because he wants to change America. You know, he wants to change America in the sense that he wants to make it a good country. You see, not only that, but the reason why Trump is so dangerous is because Trump has done tremendous amount of good for the Jewish people. So to the Sutton, right, who is really now uh, trying to do his best to, you know, uh, re- uh, to come back and uh, influence mankind and so on, because he's dying, as I mentioned previously, Trump is a very dangerous figure. And what the Sutton has to do is get rid of uh, uh, Trump. The way to get rid of him is also... To put another candidate that is viable, you see. So DeSantis is in many ways a satanic attempt to overthrow Trump, to get rid of him. Now, even though DeSantis also, you know,
1: even
2: though. Someone mute
1: yourself. Someone mute yourself.
0: Even though DeSantis in many ways is uh, very, very similar. Even though DeSantis, in many ways, is identical to Trump in terms of his policies, but he's not the same. He's not the same. Uh, And besides this, you know, if you think about it, uh, it's very possible, I believe it could happen, Well, DeSantis will bow out. Why? First of all, DeSantis is 43. He doesn't need to run now. He has plenty of time. Secondly, DeSantis, right, can never tolerate the abuse that the Democratic Party has laid on Trump. He doesn't have that defiance ability. What they did to Trump is beyond belief. You have to be an extraordinary emotionally strong person. I don't believe DeSantis is that way, you see. So he would make a big mistake running president, because they're going to try to destroy him. Like I say, he doesn't have the fortitude that Trump has, you see. Besides that, when Trump becomes president, he's going to destroy the Democratic Party. He underestimated the enormous resolve of evil to do what it does. He made a big mistake. He let Clinton go, you know, and so on. There's a whole deep state That he did not deal with. What a mistake he made. And they are destroying him. You see. Uh, So the idea is. That uh, that was the mistake he made. And he will destroy the Democratic Party. Or a lot of it. Whatever. And DeSantis. If he runs after Trump. Because Trump cannot run. As far as I know. Again. So then DeSantis can uh, can run. And he will be a shoo-in. You see? And the Democratic Party will be severely reduced. So it's a big mistake for him. You see that God is on the side of Trump, because God had the Democratic indict Trump on charges which are ludicrous. They're stupid. They don't even make any sense, because the indictment itself doesn't even have a crime. Uh, you see? <coughs> and I'm not even talking about the uh, Statue of Limitations. you see, so God had them do that, which enormously upped the popularity of Trump that's what it was for is to put Trump back in the driver's seat that's exactly what happened in fact since he was indicted I think they've raised 20 million dollars which is a phenomenal amount of money, and there are many people that have switched, even if they were thinking about DeSantis, they have switched to go back to Trump, because they realized, you know, how do you do this? To, it's not only the Trump that they're doing it, they're doing this to the maggots. All the people who voted, they're making them look like absolute fools, you see. So people are livid with rage, you see. So you see clearly that God is on the side of Trump. So I believe DeSantis is nothing more than a satanic distraction to try to punish Trump. It's part of his punishment of Edom, right? And he's desperately trying to knock Trump out, because Trump will assist the Jews to do the Tikkun. So as far as the sudden is concerned, he's the most dangerous person of all. Got
1: it. So now, what is the, since today is Rosh Chodesh, what is the new month bringing for us, and has it play into the Messianic?
0: Okay. Well, Eeyore is an interesting month. First of all, Eeyore is the month of the spheres. We are, we are counting the spheres. And the sphere, of course, is the removal of the influence of the, of the, uh, the, the Satan, the Tummah, the Memteshai tuma, the 49 levels of evil. And we are in the middle of it. So, in that sense, the muzzle of, of Eeyore is a very good muzzle. I mean, Nisan obviously would have been incredible today, the last day of Nisan, uh, even though it's a Rosh Chodesh, right? Um, Nisan is uh, obviously, like I said, very good. But Iyer, Iyer is Aleph Yud Resh, which stands for Ani Hashem Rif Echo, I am God, your healer. This is brought down, uh, I don't remember who, maybe B'nai Uh That's what Iyer stands for, Ani Hashem, I am God, Rif Echo, your healer. Uh, so, E I- I- is a month of healing, because it's the time that we are slowly unraveling <coughs> the memtes, the 49 levels of Tumor. So, you can't give up. Well, let's hope that somehow in Iyer, right, the, the, uh, the evil, the democratic party, the tumor, will s- will continue to unravel and be destroyed. So, it's a good month. Besides, today has not ended. Today is Friday, so it has not even ended. But I I see this as a continuation of the destruction of evil. Look, every time the Democratic Party sees a turn against them, another revelation of scandal, uh, means that there is a gezerah, a decree that God is destroying the Democratic Party. (coughs) Because if, if, if uh, Biden is found to be a corrupt family, which he is, they call it the Biden crime family, right? That will severely damage the Democratic Party from being uh, in power. So we clearly see there's a zero against, you against know, evil, against the uh, evil of Aesov. So that's a very good sign. <coughs> the only thing is, is that it seems to be taking a long time. But I, to- but I explain why. Because there's certain spiritual necessities that have to be done first. One of them is the punishment of Aesov, which is happening to Trump and all those people that voted. That takes time, and that has to come first before the Gezerah is finalized against the Democratic Party. Look, everything has a timetable, and it just takes time. But it's the main thing you have to look at is that it's happening. The Democratic Party is being destroyed. Biden, people look at Biden. Obviously, he's obviously severely mentally health damaged. <coughs> you see, and then there's his family, and then there's so many people in the Democratic Party that are criminals. I mean, we're looking here against what? We're looking here against the, uh, you know, Merrick Garland, who clearly represents Biden. And I forget about all the things that he does, which are terrible, you know. So you're looking at him, you're looking at the FBI, which is now an organization that has been severely, uh, you know, uh, uh, dec- has severely declined in honesty and integrity. You know, their reputation is enormously damaged. People are even saying to replace them, you know. And then you have the CIA, the intelligence community. You know, there's so many aspects of the government, right, that is being damaged. All of this takes time, you see. But Rabbi... And w- but, yeah. And we also have the conflict of the Bureau. Yes? But there are 11 people
2: that are Jewish that are running the government. And that doesn't that cause anti-Semitism? more so. Well, th-
0: <clears throat> not, I mean, not really. I mean, on the contrary, the Democratic Party is, f- is for them. You should know one thing, these 11 people that you mention, right, that run the government, they're the heir of Rav. You know, we tend to think that there's an heir of Rav, right? There's a, uh, a Jewish population that is against God. We tend to think of them in Israel, but it's not true. There's an of Rav in America, and the of Rav is these guys: is Merrick Garland, Chuck Schumer, Wright, uh, you know, and, and so on. Uh, Blinken, who's Jewish, by the way, Sullivan, who's Jewish, they are against Israel. They are trying to severely harm Israel by siding with the Arabs. God uh, apparently seems to well, he's going to take out Blinken because of the scandal, as a, as a punishment for what he's doing. But these people are the Arab, Rav. That's who they are. Okay. What about
2: the Arabs? What, when they're persecuting us too, when is their day coming?
0: <clears throat> well, uh, th- w- we don't know when their day's coming. But again, <clears throat> evil has an ability through justice to proliferate. It's called Tegbar the proliferation of evil. You see, and I, I once spoke about why that happens. Uh, so the, one of the concepts is the satisfaction of justice. They have a right, if, if, if good diminishes, they have a right to rule, because that's what they say. And besides, all this demonstrates one thing. <clears throat> the stronger evil becomes, then when God destroys them, that will advertise his strengths. To destroy a strong enemy is much greater uh, advertisement of who you are than to destroy a very weak enemy. So one of the reasons, which I mentioned a long time ago, one of the reasons why evil is able to enormously uh, ha- exhibit might is to show that when God does destroy them, it shows the might of God. Uh, that's one of the reasons why they're able to do that. You know, there's there are many reasons. But this is what happens at the end of time. Take Beira you see.
2: Rabbi, did you see what happened with the Muslims in their mosque on Ramadan? They went to pray to bow down, and suddenly all roaches started coming out from under the ground, and they were all running. They couldn't bow down to pray this week.:
0: Wouldn't it happen this week? like: Wow. That's a bad sign. Yes. Right. Look, t- <clears throat> remember one thing. Evil is able to dominate up to a certain point. As soon as their ability to dominate ends, they are immediately destroyed. Uh, you see, that's what happens. You see. So we don't know the end point. I mean, we see that from Avromovino. Where Avraham God said, was supposed to get Eretz Yisrael. So the Torah says, Their time has not come to be thrown out. God has an exact reckoning of what can dominate and how long. The only thing we know is that when the time comes that they have to be overthrown, they are overthrown immediately. God does not dilly-dally. He doesn't do that. overthrows them immediately like it says miyad yuived immediately they're destroyed we just don't we don't know necessarily we don't know when we don't know why but God has this in mind Uh, the Arabs will I I mentioned you know that for what they are doing they will those Arabs will be destroyed hopefully Iran will be overthrown so Israel does not even have to go to war with Iran Because there's a tremendous revolution now happening in Iran. You know, one thing is clear that we are about to witness stupendous events that's going to be happening. Remember, the redemption is something that has never happened the way it really has to happen. We saw a demonstration of it in Egypt. Where God overturned nature to demonstrate That he is willing to overturn nature to free the Jews. That's how valuable they are. He's going to do the same thing at the end of time, but much greater. The miracles that will happen before the Mashiach comes will tremendously outshine the miracles that happened by Egypt. And that's going to happen. But it takes time, like I say, there are prerequisites that have to happen this is what's going on and this is unfolding we just we have to be patient and we have to believe that ultimately God will wipe out all these people I mean if you ever take a look at the Navi especially Shia when he talks about God's salvation of the Jews it's unbelievable the time period of what that means the good that will be here uh, you see and the the good and the uh, the the pleasure, the justice, the peace it will be beyond belief, you won't believe the turnaround when it does happen but it will happen, we just have to hope that it will happen this year maybe this month you see but it will happen
2: Rabbi, the House just passed the law that women, only women could um, participate in sports, not transgender. And now the President
0: vows to veto the bill. <coughs> evil. Right, because, well, the whole concept that a person can determine his gender, I mean, it's ridiculous, you know. So, of course, a guy says, I'm a woman, and he participates in the women's sports. And, of course, he's stronger than them. So the whole thing is ridiculous, you see. So of course they had to pass the law, but it's a slap in their face. It is a contradiction to their idea that you could be whatever you want. Yeah. So it's the beginning of a come down, you see, or a reversal of their stupidity that you could decide in uh, you know, what gender you are. Look, what they're doing to the youth is intolerable. And inexcusable. It's really unforgivable. They,
1: you know, they even have, um, or they started doing in Disney World, a transgender night. But yeah.
0: Right. Look, this is the domination of evil. Right. All of this is happening simultaneously. And that's incredible. All of this is happening simultaneously, which is what I mentioned. The Chuvavase of. Right? The tshuva of Esav is happening. Uh, the uh, <clears throat> uh, Edom's last fling. And then Edom being punished. And Edom being overthrown. And the Biro. I mean, it's amazing when you think about that. All of these ideas, themes, are occurring simultaneously. It's incredible. Why? <laughs> because God wants to bring the gula, the redemption. So he's not doing one after the other consecutively, he's doing it simultaneously. Uh, That shows you that God is in a rush. That's what it means. When God does things simultaneously, especially all of these major ideas that have to happen before the redemption, that means God is in a rush, which is great. Or else he could have done it consecutively. Each thing happening by itself, you know, taking 20, 30 years. So that would be another 100, 200 years to go. But the fact that God wants to end it now, <clears throat> right? Uh, look, I, you know, I mentioned this all many times. The Raya Mehemna the Zoya, which the Leshem, famous famous uh, Rabbi Eliashev and so on, brings, that the ghoul will happen 210 years before the end of time, which means that the ghoul will happen within seven years or by seven years that Chiyos HaMason will begin. Well, there you are. That's why everything is happening simultaneously. You see? God is in a rush. Good news.
1: So, Rabbi, maybe also, does the chaos in the world conceal maybe Mashiach Ben Yosef? Uh,
0: Yes. He certainly is concealed because if the identity of the Mashiach ben Yosef was known... Uh, the Sutton would try to destroy him. God is always hiding... The identity of the neshama of the Mashiach ben Yosef. And in the generation that he comes... He must be hidden. <clears throat> you see. Or else the Sutton Will actively seek, him, seek to destroy... The Mashiach ben Yosef. Because obviously... Sheikh ben Yosef is the end of the sudden. You see, <clears throat> you know. There are many medrashim of that. There's a medrash Yaakut Shemaini where it says that God looks forward or anticipates the Mashiach, the ore, the light of the Mashiach. So then it says that the sudden sees the light, actually says this, and the sudden says, What is that light? So God said, That is the light of the Messiah that will someday destroy you, overthrow you, and destroy you. So the sultan says, Can I see it? It's an interesting matter. In any case, can I, so the sultan says to God, Can I see it? So God says, You want to see it? Okay. So God reveals or shows him the light, which we don't really know. Uh, what that is, obviously, it's a revelation of the Eni or whatever. So it says in the Medish that when the Sultan saw that, he shook with fear because he realized that this light can truly destroy him. It's interesting. But what I, 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 I like the fact that it says that a Kaddishpoch, the expression in Hebrew is Metzape, looks forward to you know, it's not that God is waiting for this, it says Metsapeh, he looks forward to the redemption and I believe we are now witnessing that, that since God is having everything happen together, all the themes that I said are happening simultaneously this is the Tzipoy. this is where God is looking forward whereas he, he is excited and he wants to bring the Mashiach now but there are requirements, <clears throat> prerequisites, and they are all happening now. So you, you have to look at that. The simultaneity of all of these events happening together at the same time means that the Mashiach is right around the corner. And when you think about that Zoya, that Chias Mason will begin by 2030, which is what? Less than seven years from now. That's why it's all happening now. So we are about to witness spectacular events. I mean, really spectacular. That's going to make you know um, uh, the uh, e- Egyptian redemption. It'll make it look like uh, you know uh, a birthday party. It's, it's it <clears throat> you know uh, that that's how great the ultimate redemption will be.
1: Rabbi, I have a question. When, when when the people, let's say the Jews, you talking, you said about how we have to be careful what we say about lashon hara. Um, but wouldn't you consider the left as apikorus or the Sha'im? Wouldn't you consider them that? So then you would be okay
0: <clears throat>
1: negatively about them.
0: You know, um, that is a question halachically in terms of lashon hara. There's a thing called tinik that means a uh, Tinuk, which is a child that was captured as a captive, kidnapped, by Goyim very young. So this child knows nothing about Judaism. So the question is, is he a Russia? Or is it a new category called Tinuk And there are a lot of discussions about the Jews today, you know, in America, or many of the secular Jews. What are they considered? You know, so there are some people that consider them rishaim. I mean, in act, they are rishaim. The question is, what is their culpability? Because it is their culpability, it is their, uh, the fact that they do it deliberately, you know, and they know it's wrong, that's what makes them a Rishoyim. <clears throat> but if they don't know that it's a sin, then they are not. So the question is, those people that defy God... That do not want any Judaism. I mean, take a guy like Lapid. I mean, the man is incredibly evil. He's Malchin. Malchin means to inform on Israel, to America. <clears throat> he is actually one of the people responsible for America beginning to distance itself and the Jewish community in America to distance itself from the Jewish people in Israel. I mean, we, you can't even believe what the punishment will be to to Lapid, Yahya Lapid. And yet he is doing it. So what is he? I would imagine that he is clearly a Russia, You know. Uh, but what about all the other secular Jews in Israel? You know. Halachically they may be Tinev uh And so on. You'd have, you know, that's, a, that's really a halachic question. And so on. You know. But the key idea... Is that I believe Russian horror is uh, 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 pr- uh, promoting a tremendous kitruk and a possible war with the Arabs. Because that's the punishment.
1: Okay, and then also my next question is what, uh, what needs to happen in order for Mashiach Ben Yosef to be able to be revealed that the Sultan won't have a hold on him anymore? Because he can't be revealed now because we can't have the Satan
0: know who he is. So when can we have him be revealed? The answer to your question is that there is a deadline. Because the Mashiach is going to come not because of the merit of Israel. Not at all. He's going to come because of the timeline, the Itoi. This is the time that Daniel saw and Yaakov Avinu saw. Because God swore that he would bring the redemption. Therefore the redemption must happen. And it will happen in a time. You know that nobody knows. Only those two people were the only ones who knew. When the Mashiach will really come. So it must happen. And what will bring him is Beitoy in its time. The merit will not happen. You see. In fact it says in in that Haftar that I quoted in the Haftar of Nitzavim, where God destroys Edom and the blood of Edom splatters on this clothing of God, where God says, you know, I I did it for my righteousness, and there was nobody with me. So they learn, what do you mean there was nobody with you? means, Which is really very interesting. God says, I did not do it because of any merit, or schut, of the Jewish people. They have no merits for me to do this. I did it because of my righteousness. I did it because I want to do it. I am God. And my will will rule. Will exist. uh, Will prevail. And that's why I did it. So that tells you that there's really no merit that we have. That will bring the Mashiach. And what will bring him is a deadline. We don't know when the deadline is. But it's obviously fast approaching. Remember what I said? The simultaneity of these events shows us that there's an incredible urgency to bring the redemption. And I believe the urgency was caused by America. When they made constitutional LGBTQ, then they did the exact same thing that the flood generation did And that's where they were destroyed. They made it constitutional, which means it will not be overturned, which means America will now begin to destroy the world morally. I believe that created the real urgency. And like I once pointed out, that law was made, I think it was June 26, by the Supreme Court, by Anthony Kennedy. Terrible. And Trump came down the escalator a couple of days before I think on June 16th. All this happened in 2015. So what the Supreme Court did, and they were talking about it and so on, I believe created the urgency, and I believe <clears throat> that's what brought Trump down to begin the whole process of changing Edom and allowing them to do tshuva. You see? do okay. just know who
2: he is I don't know what's taking him so long
0: well look someday we'll all know but it, I'm just telling you it's spectacular and that is the sign that it's, it's, gonna, it's coming very rapidly the whole concept of the simultaneity of all these events that are required we just have to be patient it's just
2: remarkable that they're doing so many evil things in the world allowing these laws
0: to be passed. Right. They're doing a new bill now that uh, you can have
2: relations with a minor if it's consensual. They There's no age limit. I Is that mean, a law? They're Children, it's crazy. Is that a law? Yeah, they're making a new law.
0: Who's yeah, they? Congress or New York?
2: The government.
0: Which government? U.S. Oh, do you mean Congress, federal. I don't know. That's incredible, should, yeah. They want to lower their age. There should be no age limit. Uh,
2: if a young child wants to do something, if they say yes, it's fine. I mean, they're wow. going to children. Uh, with the right. uh, same laws of the, uh, the flood. There's no wow. laws of, for the victim, not uh, for the...
0: Guilty party not uh, protecting the. You mean the innocent. perpetrator, yeah. Right. Well, that's the. Yeah, well, look, the world has become mad. That's really what we're witnessing. Once God has allowed evil to dominate, then they dominate. It's become hefker. It means they realize they can now pass any law that they want. Look, what's behind evil? To defy God. That's all it is. It's a defiance of the morals, the ethics, the laws of God. And the way they do that is by going down to the lowest degree of, of, uh, of corruption. The lowest degree. And what you're witnessing is the lowest degree. It's the greatest evil of all. You see, that's what's happening. I mean, look, they murder kids, abortions. They teach them transgender. It's incredible what they're doing to the youth. Kindergarten kids, you see. And now you mention this. And then, of course, in colleges, it's all about communism. It's unbelievable what's happening to the the world. You know? That's what happens when God allows evil to dominate. They go completely wild. They're mad. And I believe that's what's creating an enormous urgency... For God to do all of these things simultaneously. He wants to end it now.